The following podcast is a Dear Media production. my voice is like this it's like really extra raspy actually I kind of do know why I went out all three nights over the weekend Ooh. yeah I really had a moment I have to say this is Stephanie Sambari speaking by the way <laughs> from inside my sex phone operator voice <laughs> I'm not mad at it I know it's kind of like a smelly cat moment I'm Elizabeth Cott welcome to the show we've got a fun one this is a requested one so we're trying it out I think we've loosely done this a few other times and over the past almost four years, but um, it's just us, no guest. We are the guests. We're the guests. I asked Elizabeth if she wanted to be my guest on a podcast, and then she was like, wait, that's so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What is your demographic and your reach? And then I said, found out, and then I was like, sure, they sound great. Yeah, because she's a star fucker, (laughs) and so she just said yes because of my numbers. Yeah. And here we are. Thank you so much. I don't care what your motivation is. I'm just happy that you're here. Thank you. Can I ask you what that little packet is that you're drinking? Yeah. Oh, well, I was going to talk about this a little later. Oh. But I'm dying um, to know. We can just get right into it. Yeah. So we thought, in addition to some listener questions, we're going to just do September roses, mm-hmm. things that feel rosy and lovely. So I've been on this big ginger kick lately. Okay. You know, we all love a beverage in the morning. I was going straight for the coffee post-hydrating, and I realized, let's switch it up. It's making me a little anxious. Okay. So I started doing hot water with ginger. Okay. And there's this great brand called Ginger to the People. They make, like, the ginger chews, and they do, like, a soothing ginger beverage. But then they do this amazing, like, glass bottle concentrate that I would say I probably get, like, eight servings out of. Yeah. And I get that on Thrive Market. Uh Uh-huh. And you can find it kind of anywhere. You can order it on Amazon wherever that's your thing. But so then when I was traveling, I got a hold of this brand Rooted plant-based wellness shots and it's 500 milligrams of vitamin C and this one is just ginger, lemon, oh, and cayenne wait, pepper. I met the guy yeah, who you made met these. This guy. Let me see that. Did he send these to you? Yeah. <gasps> I want them. I have some for you. Oh my God. Exciting. You know, I've been putting the same kind of ginger juice, but I put it into a spindrift. So mm, it's like a yeah. gingery, yeah. sparkling s- situation. Oh, this is great. It's really good. And oh, this the brand other is so dope. Have, they have other ones that have more like fruit involved in them, but that one is the closest thing to just plain ginger. It's Looking good forward for the person on the go. To receiving this gift from you. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Hot tip. Hot tip. So that's what that is. So I was going to talk about that at the end of the show, but... I just needed to know because I was I like, I want that. blew my load up top. Sure, that's That's fun. the best I've got. I think we have plenty more to tackle. We do. It's Tuesday. Oh, I recently learned something really fun. Hell. So I think a while back, Ambie might have told us that Monday was the day associated with the moon. Mm-hmm. Monday, moon day. And then I was like, what are the meaning of the other days? And I found this website online that tells you what every day, what planet it's associated with. Ready to have your mind blown? Sure. Sunday is Sunday. What? <laughs> Sunday is the day affiliated with the sun. Everything comes from somewhere, you guys. Yes. And then Saturday is Saturn. Saturn. Whoa. Friday is Venus. I don't know why that has to do with that. Thursday, Jupiter. Wednesday, Mercury. Tuesday, Mars. Monday, the moon. 
And you can look this up and it can tell you all about the symbolism and the things that are best to do on those days. Like, Where'd you find it? I just looked it up. Just I just said, what dear, day, dear Google, who, what days of the week are associated with what planets? And it's really like, I love little hacks like that where it's like, do I want to initiate that conversation on a Tuesday or a Wednesday? Probably on a Wednesday because it's the Mercury Day. Refresh our memory on the Monday moon day and why we should be receiving that energy in a specific way. I think it's like we always, you know, there's that identity of it's I've got a case of the Mondays. It's like moody. It's slow. It's like and we always tend to kind of affiliate that with the idea that it's because it's the first day after the weekend. But really, it's the energy of that day is the energy of the moon, which is a very like emotional, moody, intuitive, like shadowy kind of celestial body. And so you're just experiencing the properties of that body in Mm. your life. So it's not that like there's anything wrong with Monday, but you can like take it slow. Like you shouldn't have to push. Yes. Like Tuesday is the day for Mars. Mars is the warrior planet. And so Tuesday will naturally push you forward if you allow yourself not to get too burnt out on the Monday. I struggle with Mondays. I always have. I've worked for myself for, I think, eight years now. Had Mm -hmm. no boss. I've been my own boss. And still, Mondays are tough. It's probably, I think it's because it's like the societal thing of feeling like, okay, it's Monday now. I got to like go. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but the energy of Monday doesn't support you acting like that. Really, it should be the day of like, taking it slowly, getting yourself together, like meditating, having quiet time, like reading. You can still work, obviously, but you don't have to like force yourself into that like aggressive weekday energy. If I can, I like to have dedicate the majority of the day to office hours. That doesn't always work. And that's a chill experience. That's that's what I've done to combat the like the Monday moodies. You figured it out. And then Tuesday is the day that you really can like get it going Wednesday is the day to communicate. Thursday is the day to be the most productive and also the most social. I was just going to say Tuesdays and Thursdays for me are my motivated. I feel good three days a week being jam-packed. Yeah. Obviously, no one can go with that motion all the time or else you'll just burn out. So, like, I always like to stack my Tuesday, Thursdays pretty heavy. you're synced with the energy of the planets. And then Friday is Venus Day, which is the most romantic day, which is why people always have date nights on Friday. Shabbat Shalom. Isn't that great? I love this info. And here's what's also interesting. You know how we, I I always work on Saturdays. Like I'll always have like some time during the day on a Saturday to like get some work done. Because it's also a task day because it's the Saturn day. And Saturn is the great taskmaster of the skies. I love this. Isn't it fun? Thank you, random corner of the internet, for I know. bringing I was us just this like, knowledge. If Monday is moon day, then what are the other days? <laughs> <I don't laughs> like, got my curiosity going. Cool. Should yeah. we get to some questions from our dear listeners? Indeed, we should. Okay. The question that we're going to start with is, what is a wellness tip that you had to retire and one that has helped you the most? I love this question because... You know, we've accumulated so many experiences and we've tried so many different things. And we've also spoken about how many different times we've been like overwhelmed by all the things that we're trying to do. You know, when people are like, what's your morning routine? And it's like, I don't have time to do 55 (laughs) things. Like I can only do the things that like really work for me. And I think that both you and I have gotten to a place where we've really like figured that out at this point. So tell me not what your morning routine is, but What is the wellness tip that you had to retire? Ooh, so this was interesting. As we've talked about when I was going through all that stuff with my skin, I was really concerned. 
actually both times, I was really concerned that what I was ingesting wasn't helping the situation. So in my research, obviously gluten can be inflammatory. So I just kind of tried to do a fully anti-inflammatory diet. So that included removing gluten, Mm -hmm. which obviously people with celiac and sensitivities, that's a really valid thing to remove from the diet. I later had a food sensitivity test done. I actually recently had it done probably, I got the results like what, two months ago? Mm -hmm. And it turns out my biggest sensitivities were, drum roll, corn. Well, yeah, that's like the lady killer. Sesame seeds, Mm -hmm. sunflower seeds, hazelnuts. So a few other things, but really in this attempt to eat anti-inflammatory, I was avoiding gluten and when a lot of gluten-free products that are on the market, especially at restaurants, is going to be a corn-based. Yeah. And also in a lot of healthy snack food, you're going to have a sunflower lectin, you're going to have a sunflower oil, you're going to have actual sunflowers. In my attempt to be healthy and taking care of myself, I actually was consuming a lot of things that were not agreeing with my body. Yeah. And on the um, sensitivity tests, it goes, I believe it's like one through five or one through six on the scale. I'm like a one and a two for those things. So it's not like I was having these like huge crazy reactions. When you are trying to heal, it's really smart to understand like what might not be agreeing with you. So that was really interesting. So the gluten-free of it all for me, I personally love the information that I can actually have a piece of bread with like four ingredients that's clean and delicious Yeah, and enjoy that because I really missed it. (laughs) (laughs) I love bread. Yeah, I think that just really speaks to the trend issue, like the same thing as it was like in the 90s, like low fat. And then it's like, and then you come to find out that you're ingesting like all these other chemicals to to make it it's like the same exact model that yeah. like failed us 25 years ago is what has happened, I think, with a lot of the gluten-free products and a lot of the vegan products because they put so much stuff in it to mimic the look and feel of like a meat or a cheese. Like I can't have cashews and like cashews are in so much like fake cheese. Yeah. When I, cause I've do, been doing back to blood type diet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can have like pecorino cheese and I can have mozzarella cheese, right. but I can't have cashew cheese. So it's like, just cause you think that you're doing the right thing by like what the quote unquote like trend health or like food health food is places is saying, it's more about, and I think this is our general takeaway in every regard is like, find out what is specifically you. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be the same. And like if you can't go get a blood sensitivity test because you it's expensive or whatever, you can download the Eat Right for Your Type blood type blood type app. It's five dollars. I know you guys all have five dollars, and it's completely free after that. And it tells you everything that you need to know as far as eating for your blood type. And it's also a book. And it's a book. And like a lot of people have said, I don't really buy that, but I'm like, okay, if you don't buy it, that's fine. But explain to me why when I eat for my blood type, I have literally no problems. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've been tracking what works for me and what doesn't work for me forever. So, And the food sensitivity tests, don't quote me on this, but this is just between us friends, everybody. My functional medicine doctor told me that if I did the test out of pocket, it's actually cheaper than charging your insurance. So, so it was, was $150 out of pocket. And that's not bad. It was an incredible investment because now I have information right. that can help me feel better. Totally. And to me, I was really, it was a worthy, worthy investment. I kind of started shifting my mentality around like money in general and like looking at it as like energy. You know, if you try to like, like energy yeah let me say i'm just like i have a wellness podcast so like i talk like this but i mean 
if you look at it as something that's a block, then you're going to create more blocks for yourself as far as that is concerned. And as every time that I decide, like, okay, I'm just going to put money into this, the rewards are so great. And it's like, it might not be the monetary value in return, but you've gotten so much back by putting money into something that's valuable for you that it's... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, absolutely. And you also... I think those small investments over time that lend towards our health, it's a lot better than having to, you know, being in like desperation mode and trying to find the person or the thing that's going to help heal you. And then that's when it's like can be a real money. And if you feel better, you can be more productive and probably end up making more money. Like for me, if I don't feel good, it's TKO. I'm I'm sleeping. The knockout. Yeah, the knockout. It's done. The Justin Timberlake song. It's pre-man of the oh. <laughs> Come on, what am I? But um, the secondary part of the question is what has helped you the most, and I have to fucking say, shout out to our last episode. Cliff has been a. So after we recorded the episode, you guys probably heard I was like wanting him to tell me everything, and he was like not wanting to reveal that <laughs> on the episode, which I respect. But I did end up going to him and spent four and a half or five hours with him in the first session, and no drama attached to this has changed my life like truly and completely it was something that I needed so bad so he kind of assesses your body and then tells you what you need personally and for me he gave me three prescriptions tell us the prescriptions were well first of all he went in on my jaw oh my god he put the fucking gloves on and like oh yeah massaged those muscles and squeezed my tongue for like an hour and a half I was like I will fuck you it's just kidding clip (laughs) oh he's Old enough with my grandfather. He said three things. I need to be getting up between the hours of 5.30 and 7 and working out between 6 and 7.30. And then I need to be spending as much time in the sun as possible and I need to be consuming two lemons a day. Amazing. So basic and so easy and so free. And it's also a revelation because I don't think Stephanie's ever tried to wake up. No, this is what would always happen to me. I would always wake up early and then go back to sleep. Right. So my eyes would always open like pretty early and then I'd be like, ugh, garbage. Who needs to be up at six? What am I, a monster? And go back to bed to like 8.30. Happened for years. And then I was putting myself in this like persistent state of not being out of my REM cycle. Mm -hmm. So I'm like swimming upstream and being tired all the time thinking because I always associated that my tiredness had to do with my autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. Because I had a lot of trauma and problems around that. So I just thought like, oh, this is just me. Like, I'm just tired. I just need like more B vitamins or more caffeine or more this or more that. No, I didn't need any of that. I just needed to wake the fuck up. And then I like go downstairs. I do my bouncing exercises. And when I'm done, it's 830. And like the whole world. No one, everyone is just waking up. Yeah. It's so much less stressful. It's just like so happy to have you join us on this side because it was great it was I was like I'm starting this part of my life where I need to be showing up for more things than I've ever needed to show up for and I feel like I also need to be showing up for myself exercise has become really important to me and I felt constantly stressed that I didn't have time Mm -hmm. because it's like I can't wake up at 8 and then work out and get done at like 9.30 or work out at 9.30 then it's like 11 like then that's half the day yeah and I don't know I just I'm so fucking grateful for him. That's great. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Kelsey Patel is the one who originally introduced. It's her fault. All of I it. know a lot of you guys are going to end up going to see him, and we're just so excited yeah. to hear what he reveals We for got you. some questions through Instagram about, like, how do you find the cliff in your area, the equivalent to what he's working on? So for a lot of doctors who are like-minded, they tend to run in packs and they tend to communicate throughout different parts of the country, throughout part, different parts of the world. So if you find somebody 
who's let's say based in a different city, then you reach out to that person, they might very well have a network of other doctors or practitioners who are practicing similarly as they are. So that would be my suggestion in how to how to find your Cliff. Reach you, out to Cliff. Ask him. He would know. Exactly. Also, I feel like the Facebook group is on and pop in. Yes. So maybe go in there. Check it out. Poke around. For sure. But yeah, I think, yeah, reaching out to doctors around you. If you have an acupuncturist where you live, ask your acupuncturist where there could be someone who could do this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. They all have, because they all see those people. Right. Which is yes. cool. Okay, next question. Tip for girls night in with new friends slash more details on vision boards. Okay, so we've talked about this many a time on the show. We have a great tradition with a big group of our girlfriends where we have craft nights. And we try to do it every month, but sometimes time gets away from us. Mm -hmm. But we certainly make an effort. And I also think this is a great thing to do with people, a group that might not know each other very well. It works as a great bonding tool. A world mixing situation? Exactly. So if you're really wanting to go for it, here are our main components. Food in the form of charcuterie. Wine in the form of biodynamic. (laughs) (laughs) Weed in the form of anything. Magazines. Everyone brings all their magazines. Everyone brings any like fun books they're ready to cut up. Scissors. Scissors. Tape. All their art supplies. Like literally we all come with like a bag. Schmorgus. We put it in the middle and then we spread it out and it's just like one for all, free for all. Yes. And then we put on some really good music. We have a glass. We have some snacks. We chat. We smoke joints. And it's just like... The one thing that we do sometimes, which I think does help, is if it's like, oh, it's a full moon or it's a new moon or it's a retrograde or whatever like the thematic universe situation is, it's fun to kind of like pluck one intention out of that and like sit together and be like, okay, for this we intend to create that and maybe like go around and everyone say like what they want to work through or what they're hoping to call in. Like that can be really fun to set a group intentions, but if it feels cheesy, Fuck it. Yeah. Also, though, if a newer group of people that might not know each other as well, like, feel free to put on your camp counselor hat and yeah. bring everyone together. As you said, like, if it vibes with where the moon is or, like, setting a new intention, that's really cool. But it's also just nice to go around and have everyone introduce themselves. Like, there's nothing right. wrong with, and with they can taking be like, charge of the group and being like, hey, let's everyone introduce themselves. What are we trying to call in if you're vision boarding? Like, what's the message that you want to send the universe? Mm -hmm. And it's cool because then you can literally open up a magazine and it's as if they heard the call. Because I remember one time we did craft group and someone was like, can we do a collective ohm? And we were all like, that's not the vibe that we're feeling right now. Embarrassing. It was like not what we (laughs) want to be doing. And I was like, ugh, ohm. Like, it's just like, don't make me ohm if I'm not feeling like it. It can just, that makes me feel like I'm like in a... Yeah. Crunchy granola woman's group in 1970, and I'm just like not vibing with that all the time. It's a very specific moment. There's a T and a P. Do not force an ohm on a group. Don't. <laughs> it's Don't. all I'm saying. Nobody needs that. Okay. But yeah, I think it's just fun. And you can even, I mean, vision boarding is a great, easy place to start. Most of us have magazines and things we're looking to cut up that are taking up space. So it's really good for the feng shui of it all as well. Totally. So just to, you know, recap, I think sitting down, calling in, letting everyone but get comfortable with each other. And it's bonus points if you share afterwards too. And I also don't like to make boards. I like to make books. That's right. So feel free to use your creativity as far as like where you're putting the vision. It doesn't have to be like a giant piece of poster Poster board. board. Jesus, killed my brain with tequila this weekend. I'm so (laughs) sorry. 
it doesn't have to be a giant piece of poster board. It can be anything that you want it to be. I remember one time Emily came with a shoebox and she decorated the shoebox. That so was cute. super cool. Yeah. And then she turned it into a gift for somebody. So really just like let your imagination run wild. Go to town. Anything that you want to get rid of in your house, just glue shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my suggestion. That's, that is the tip. Let's take a time out from this female-focused episode of Just Me and You. It's us. To celebrate another female founded and focused company that we're big fans of. Lola. Hi. Hi. You guys know them? You guys love them. Lola, for those of you who don't know, is a female-founded company that offers a wide line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. We actually had the founders, Jordana and Alexandra, on the show. Season one. Season one, a couple years ago. TBT. It's been amazing to see how much Lola has grown. They just wanted a solution for not forgetting your tampon or your pad. But then as they went deeper into creating the brand, they realized that the transparency around what goes into feminine care products was non-existent. So most major brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients for their tampons, including rayon and polyester. They use fragrances and dyes. And then you're putting all of that in your most sacred and precious area. Not the vibe. Not shui for your vag, you guys. <laughs> and with Lola, they're using 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Not to mention they are a subscription service, so you will never again wake up to realize you've forgotten to go to the store and are up Periods Creek with no paddle. I like that. And mm. what I really like is the website is super easy to navigate. And for instance, like I had back ordered my tampon, so I had like an influx, so I needed to hold on my subscription, so I put pause on it. Mm -hmm. And it was very easy to do, no stress, which is super important when we're doing the subscription services, I feel. And when you subscribe, you can choose from a combination of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, or the wipes. And then you can mix and match your absorbency. 18 boxes of tampons or 12 pads. Tampons can be a mix of light, I mean, regular super, super plus, ultra thin day pads, night pads. I mean, look. It's everything. There's something for <laughs> everyone's flow, and I love that. Amazing. So if you head over to mylola.com and you enter the promo code retrograde40, you'll get 40% off your first month subscription. That's mylola.com. Enter promo code retrograde40, and you'll get 40% off your first month subscription when you subscribe. Now back to the episode. Okay, so one album that you can listen to on repeat that you never get sick of. I'm really cheesy, and I'm going to say Adele 25. Okay. I said Rent or like a chorus line because wow. that's me. Because you're, <laughs> you're a small gay boy from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> very, very true. I agree. I can listen to Rent nonstop too, but then, then sometimes you have to I be get in the mood. really sad. You have to be in the mood to know every single word and right. every single beat for an album, and sometimes... That just takes a lot of energy. Right. If I'm going to listen to Rent, I'm going to be full turned up, like in performance yeah. mode, pretending it's my Broadway debut. And I just don't always... Just can't always channel that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm not getting get paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> Remember cool. when I won? Oh, my God. This was like devastating. We, we Elizabeth and I took a dance class at Groove 3 a couple years ago, probably like three at or four years. Spot. Oh, no. It was at The Edge. Okay. So... The edge in Hollywood. It doesn't really matter for the point of the story, but you know, we're just she's just flexing that she takes dance classes all over the city. Um, Heartbeat House, what's up? <laughs> and we, I signed up for this win a walk on in rent thing, and I won. Yeah. And then we were going to Florida, you and my boyfriend at the time, and planned this like birthday trip to Florida. And then I ended up like 
fighting with him and breaking up with him on the trip and not getting to see my rent walk on. And that's one of the biggest regrets of my life. Well, one day. Get that on your vision board. One song glory. <laughs> More like it. Okay. If I was to do a walk on, I'd want to do the girl who goes, who the fuck do you think you are? That's not that like a walk on though. That's like a full that's character. That's a full swing cast member. Well, I, I would ask to audition for that. Yeah, I think you would get it. <laughs> your green light. All right. <laughs> I have a really stressful new job and have developed really bad TMJD. What works for you? I'm guessing D is disorder for the TMJ. Yeah, temporal bilateral joint dysfunction is an umbrella term covering pain and dysfunction of the muscles of the mastication and the temporal joints. Those are all real words. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just the D stands for disorder. Love that. Well, we relate to this very, very deeply, and we've both been working with Cliff on this, but I would say that the biggest thing that he even illuminated for me is to become aware of when you are clenching. Like, you know, when you're in a yoga class or a new workout class and they're like, relax your face, like hear that Mm -hmm. and scan what your face is doing. For me, I notice if I'm like doing dishes or I'm thinking, I'm clenching, and I always have to be like, take a breath and like do a stretch. And like the more that you become aware of that, the more that you'll stop clenching. When you're laying in bed at night, unclench. When you wake up, stretch your jaw. Like he told me something interesting, which is that people clench their jaw because it creates tension in your cranium, which makes your brain work harder. But it's like a challenge to your brain to, to relax it. And then you actually open up like information channels in the relaxation. It's actually a really kind of, you can look at it as kind of a fun consciousness exercise in that, you know, just anytime you remember throughout the day, just do a check-in. What's what's happening around your face? Are you clenching? Are you holding in? Are you, like I tend to take like shallower breaths sometimes and it actually comes from the way I'm holding my mouth. So just like noticing that And then you can kind of recalibrate. I also put an oil, roll on oil in my car and I roll it onto my masseter muscles when Mm -hmm. I'm driving. And then when I'm just like sitting in traffic, I'm just kind of like rubbing and pulling. Gillerman makes a jaw clench. Yeah. Something like that. And you put it on and then you're just concoction kind of like rubbing it and then stretching it. And then I've talked about this before, but um, when the pain has been really bad, I have gotten Botox in my master muscle. Mm -hmm. They'll usually do about 10 units her side. It helps. It is a band-aid though. So I've noticed it's gotten a lot better as I've been doing a lot of other body work. But in times where it was really bad and the Botox wore off, I had splitting headaches. So really the thing is is it's like that whole band-aid mentality that it's not fixing, but it's super helpful if you do have excruciating pain and, and it leads to headaches and all of that. And it also will if you have like a really pronounced jaw muscle, it will help that go down. So there is some cosmetic benefit in that if that's something that people are interested in doing. Well, we both have a lot of Taurus in our chart, so we really care about that. Yes. When you ask us about Botox and cosmetic dermatology, just blame it on our Taurian natures. (laughs) Thank you. And then also acupuncture is great for TMJ, chiropractic work. I had, I've spoken about this on the show before, but I had a x-ray done on my neck, which was actually the root of where the clenching comes for me. So just there's a lot of different areas in, of work you can do but number one is stress yeah it goes back to our episode last week we hold our stress there so meditating just doing stress relieving activities 
checking in with your body, all of those things are going to help. And I hate to be the person. <laughs> Someone DM'd me when I talked about the TMJ and was like, you know what really helped me was sucking a lot of dicks. And I was like, okay, well, that's one way that's to heal. One form of a mouth guard. <laughs> That's um, what I put on my dating profile. Looking to heal my TMJ <laughs> with your dick. <laughs> also a mouth guard. There's yeah. that too. Do you lady? I like this question a lot. Yeah, same. Do you ladies ever feel totally over wellness and spirituality? You know, I because this she said she's really been into it and then now she feels tired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really understand this question because – it can be exhausting making your wellness and your spirituality your full-time job. And I think it also, we're all guilty of this in a way, but we, in our quest to make ourselves better, we can become self-righteous. And I think that is what also becomes kind of exhausting because you become separated from other people, which is no fun at all. But I would say that I'm definitely not over it because it's like all part of who I am and how I live my life. I definitely feel this deep call to like very much like not wear it on my sleeve like if I'm gonna be like wearing a crystal it's gonna be like a smaller one and it's gonna be fashionable you know like I don't want to broadcast this because really the truth is is that this work is about how you show up in the world it's not about showing people that you do those things it's It's about your interactions with people it's about your openness and your kindness and your ability to hold space and communicate and be present and like That's what we're doing it for. We're not doing it to be like, look at me. I'm spiritual. I'm healthy. You're a garbage person because you eat like that or you don't matter. Like, that's not spiritual. That's you being a dick. It's deeply personal work. Yeah, exactly. So it's personally, I, aside from this show, obviously, like we, where we, part of the, the job description is talking about it, which we love doing and it's so fun, but it's our own personal brand of doing it. Yeah. And otherwise, you know, it like stays close to the chest. Yeah. But then <laughs> it's like it's close to the chest, guys, on this podcast. Well, we have a show about it also, so right. it makes it easier because we get to express all these things and talk to all these people, and that's amazing. But again, like you had this experience the other day where we met someone who was saying that her energy was very sensitive. So she can't do certain things because she absorbs other people's energy and like, that's cool. I'm actually the same way, but to hear (laughs) that being said, it was like, wait. Elizabeth was like, I don't like that. I sound like that. It was a beautiful reflection of like how not to talk because what that did is it made her seem elitist and like better than, and that's not the vibe. Like I totally understand self-protection. Like I live there, but there's something to be said about, you know, being able to just like move with the flow and be okay and like have the tools to like if you need to like protect the fact that you're can be more of a sponge that's cool but to talk about it for me was like it was like weirdly cringy to receive it and I was like no to self never say that out loud yeah and I think that's really good to notice because I I don't want us to be in a position and I don't want anyone listening to be in a position of making people who aren't maybe as immersed or as interested turned off to exploring their own personal journey of anything because they see it as this thing that makes people act a certain type of way or talk a certain type of way. It's like, I want my spirituality and my wellness to make me a better person in the world and in my own life. That has nothing to do with me and not feel telling you about it or separatist. I think what we aim to do with the show and what we do with everyone we know is we want to ground it and have it feel accessible and feel fun and attainable and something that can be worked into anybody's life, no matter what their lifestyle is. That's, what we've set out to prove in our exploration. So 
do we ever get over it? I think we get over the separatist energy around it yeah. that seems holier than thou. And I get over there being like a certain idea of what it's supposed to look like. Yes. But I will say that like I do talk about astrology a lot. Like I was just kind of like checking, like going back in my brain being like, what are the ways that I'm like annoying? But people want to know, like if someone's like, I'm so stressed, this is why I'm like, well, Saturn's retrograde. And like I can just tell you that's helpful information. Totally. But I've I've also learned to kind of like speak when spoken to about that stuff because it can also turn people off. Right. And I want to connect with all kinds of people, not just people that share the exact same interests as I do. Well said. So if you are sick of it, I think maybe take a step back and become more of a hermit about it and really ask yourself, like, what really does make me feel good and connected and better? And what makes me feel like I'm seeking something? Because if you're seeking too hard, you're not really listening and receiving. And sometimes you need to sit back and be the receiver and not the getter. And it isn't always this like active exploration too. Mm -mm. Like there in the times that you and I have scaled back and not been, you know, having a rigorous morning routine or a rigorous routine in general or like, you know, there's times where Steph and I are constantly seeking and meeting with different people and learning about their work that they do. And then there's times where we take a step back and are like absorbed some information and are processing it and then like sit with us, see where it lands and then like move forth from there. Mm -hmm. Wait, Elizabeth, I think we need to take a little brief moment. I believe we do. To thank one of our other partners for today's show, thematically aligned with our last partner, which is a company for women by women. And also with this one, you don't need to leave the house. Wow. How synced is this? Crucial. You guys, today we are talking about ritual vitamins. They are the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual essentials have the nutrients most of us don't get enough from from food, all in their clean, absorbable form, no shaded additives or ingredients that can do more harm than good. There's two easy-to-take capsules that provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. And here's what I love about it. You can take it in the morning. You can take it at the night. You can take it with food. You can take it without food. It's super gentle on the tummy. So for me, I'm not one of those people who's like has my moment every day where I take my supplements and vitamins, even though I probably should. It's always, I like think about it and then I do it. So there's no barrier to taking them. And inside a ritual bottle, it smells like a delightful peppermint moment. It sure does. Because there's a specially designed peppermint tab to make sure you don't get any of those gnarly omega-3 after effect burps. That like fishy burp. Instead, it's a delightful peppermint burp. And remember- Minty burp society. Where (laughs) you at? Is the president. (laughs) And remember that all of Ritual's vitamins are vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free. And then if you are curious as to where they come from, you can go on their website and they provide a detailed list of all of their sources. They are not trying to hide anything and they are just here to help. And we are big fans. So if you head over to ritual.com slash retrograde, you'll get 10% off during your first three months. That's ritual.com slash retrograde for 10% off your first three months. And you will just wake up every month to a new bottle of vitamins at your door. Now back to us talking. Tips or personal wellness ritual when you're struggling with physical self-confidence. I just think get active, get into your body, work out, go to a dance class, dance around your apartment, masturbate, just feel yourself, get in your body and then celebrate it and connect with it. Like only you can make that happen for you. Mm -hmm. And it's your, if you're feeling like you're not confident in your body, go love yourself. 
And I don't mean that as like a cunty remark, but like go do something loving for your body. That you love to do. Go for a hike, you know what I mean? Like move it, get a little sweat on. Like I just think that that's the best way to shift that energy and be like, oh my God, I'm strong, I'm able-bodied. I can hike up this mountain. I can take this dance class. I can fuck myself. Like it's amazing. And moving away from the resistance to it, like just ignore that. Right. For a second. Yeah. Just try it. I always do this to myself. I'm like, I'm going to go to the yoga class. And if I want to just be there in child's pose the entire time, fine. Just get my butt to the studio and see how I feel there. Right. Because when I'm at home and cozy and it's 7 a.m. and I'm just like, of course I don't want to leave. But once I do, I'll be like, okay, then I'm only going to like do it half-assed or whatever. Like I make all these negotiations in my brain to get myself there. Yeah. And then I always end up far surpassing what I set out to do. Then you've lived up to a promise you've made for yourself. You know, impress yourself a little bit. Uh, Yeah, you know, I think sometimes people want, and I don't think this is the case with this question, but just in general, like getting to a place where you feel confident and good takes work. So you have to push yourself to get there. Like Mm -hmm. it's not easy getting out of bed. It's 6.30 in the morning. Like I'm just learning to do that. But I have for the past two weeks just like forced myself to do it. And I'm like, once I'm there, it's great. Yeah. Is it annoying when I'm walking down my stairs with my eyes closed, carrying like weights and a water bottle and a towel? Like what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, it's so annoying. But 30 minutes in. Yeah. That gives you the confidence because not only are you physically in your body, but you are proud of yourself for doing it. That's the thing. Impressing yourself is a really beautiful mode of inducing self-confidence I like that and also I feel like this is like back of hand knowledge but I'm just gonna reiterate it like making plans to do something like a physical activity with a friend Mm -hmm. incorporating that into your social life is going to also help with like the self-confidence thing in general because it just always raises a vibe definitely and you're moving and check check on to the next check check okay Elizabeth could you go into your New clairvoyant experiences. Ooh. That was a question that the audience has. Yeah. But me, Stephanie, hasn't really personally explored that with you either. Okay. So, you know, I've talked about on the show a bit how I kept having these predictive dreams and I was feeling very tripped out by them. I'm constantly seeing people getting pregnant in my dreams and then it turns out they're pregnant. Like this has happened three times this year. Dear God, I really hope I never show up. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I will have dreams where, like, I see a dress, very clearly a dress that I've never seen before, and then I'll see that dress, like, two hours after I wake up, like, in an email. Like, just these things that are, like, what is going on? What are these powers for? What are these for? And it was tripping me out. So to combat that, I was like, let's see if we can tune in a little bit. And I had been speaking to Nikki Novo about it when she was here visiting from Miami. And she so graciously offered to work with me. So started at the beginning of the summer. And it began with just chakra work mm-hmm. and learning how to turn on my chakras myself and like going through and checking in and reading those chakras. So I can go in and kind of feel what might be clogged or like muddy or or not 
a clear channel. I have learned how to do that for myself. And then the work is going in and reading other people's. Mm -hmm. And I feel truly believe that we all have this. It's just about strengthening a muscle. Mm -hmm. So it started there. Yeah, but in your human design, it says that your strongest sense is your the center of your head. Well, thank you. Why do I always keep track of your shit and you don't? (laughs) I don't understand. They told her her clearest sense is her third eye, her like ability to see. see. And then a bitch doesn't remember. That tracks though. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's physical touch. And so then from fine-tuning that, we then worked on meeting spirit guides and creating a space that's familiar to me. And then I always go to that spot and then the spirit guide meets me there. And then I have them show me different messages and things. So that's something else I work on. Has some anything come through? Yeah. I, I met my spirit guide or a spirit guide. She was cool. She's like totally motherly. She was holding this wooden spoon mm-hmm. and – I read that as being caretaker, so like feeding the group and okay. like whatever that is. Like it's not necessarily actual food as nourishment. It's like nourishment as a whole. Okay. So interesting getting messages like that. And then it, and as we go deeper, I think it's it's kind of visioning more and traveling more with my guides and meeting them and trying to figure out their names and all of that. Real fun stuff. So Interesting. That's what's been going on. Wow. So cute. So, so cute. Wild. It's real cute. Wow. But you're not at that point where you can like see someone and see like a little being. No, but I'm really sensitive to energy. Stop. (laughs) But it's really what it was is, as I said, I was getting so tripped out by all of these visions happening. Mm -hmm. And to be able to channel what seems random and happening just, you know, on the fly to be like, grounded in it and when it does happen I can be like okay what can I glean from this what are the messages that were coming through so I just have a little notes thing on my phone I wake up every morning and I just jot down whatever I can remember from the dreams that I had cool and then you know check back later I love that yeah how special cool question yeah and that's Nikki Novo follow her on Instagram she's so great n-i-k-k-i-n-o-v-o anyone needs a relationship reading that is her like wheelhouse in such a wild way yeah so good it's so interesting she's great so great questions oh wait we have another one how is stephanie overcoming some of her hang-ups with relationships speaking of relationships she's waking up at 6 a.m literally like i don't know what has happened to me but i don't give a fuck anymore like i think what happened is like katie kyleen gave me that reading in arizona and then i saw the owl and they were both like don't stress about this like there's totally a person for you it's just like not in your backyard and it's not your job to like look for that and i started to realize that i had like an energy about me that was like looking and I sort of like shifted my energy to just like receive what comes to me in the moment and not feel like I'm like incomplete in some way. So how did you shift that energy and that dialogue like actual functioning? I was started to observe the way that I was behaving Okay, where it's like I wasn't totally present if I'm going out I'm like you know it's the classic like let's look for someone like we go out and we're like who's at this bar like that's such a like a sex in the city moment for all of us that we've lived but for me it was becoming like pathological where I was like feeling like I wasn't finding something because I was actively looking and then I just challenged myself to like stop Mm -hmm. and instead really be like okay made a list again even though I've done that a thousand times folded it up put it away and I'm just like okay these are like the qualities of a person began to like have faith that that would come to me if I started to embody the qualities of my person. But when you're looking for something, you start to like adjust 
to other people and like you want to see someone as being good so you project onto them like what you think they're they are and it's never true whereas like if you're just in receptivity you can see someone for who they are clearly and know right away that it's like not for you if you want to fuck that's fine like go for it but don't lead with any delusions about who this person is right. i also started to allow myself to really live the adage uh when someone shows you who they are listen which is kind of the same thing of like someone would show me who they were and i'd be like yeah but that's because of this or like that's because of that blah, blah, blah. and like not really like valuing my own experience of that person and being like i'm allowing myself to be treated with far less kindness than I even treat other people. And I just was like, that's gotta be done. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Like I work way too hard to keep myself healthy and happy in every other regard. I'm like letting this narrative like make me wanna kill myself. And not literally, sorry, just this figure <laughs> of speech. But yeah, I think I just started to like be in a better relationship with myself. That's beautiful. I can tell your energy has shifted. And yeah. it's just really lovely to be around. And like, look, I still, but you know what? Since that happened, by the way, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. But since that happened, I feel like I've attracted so many new, interesting, wild people into my life. Yeah. Where it's like, like even on Friday when what happened happened, like I didn't have any expectations like of going into a situation and like finding a guy. I was like drunk and saying whatever I wanted to say and being stupid. And then like the craziest most fun night ended up happening because I was just there being me, letting someone see me instead of me trying to see them. Mm, That's like what it hello. is. Like have the faith that somebody will notice you. You don't have to like force it. That being said, I know plenty of people who've seen a guy in a bar and been like, yo, what's up? Like I'm into you. Do that. That's cool. But don't then like drive yourself insane if that's not reciprocated right. or they're not the person that like can actually make you happy. That's great advice. <sighs> Well done, friend. We'll see how – and also it does help when a reader tells you, like, you're not going to find your guy for a year, so calm the fuck down. <laughs> it's like that's a freedom. Yes. That gives me freedom to be like, well, then I may as well just go out there and, like, take myself to pound town. Amen, <laughs> Take myself to pound town? Mm. Who am I? I What's happening? Know. I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> With that said, it's time for everybody's favorite OG segment, Roses and Thorns. Yes. Okay, so Roses and Thorns is just going to be strictly roses because this is our September rose show. Oh, I have two thorns. For me, it's going to be two okay. roses. <laughs> okay. Steph has thorns, and it's, that's why we balance each other cute. Okay, so my two favorite things, skin and TV, so that's what we're going to talk about. Those are your two favorite things? <laughs> what? I feel like those are my two like knowledge bases where they really can like speak to those things. Okay. Right? For better or for worse. I'd say you have more than that, but I sure, do too, sell yourself short. <laughs> just for right now, just like tie this with the cute bow. Sure. Okay, so first of all, and I'm so happy that Steph is watching this too, but... BH on H1O, obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. Ring the alarm. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I am so in love with this. I was a big 90210 fan, obviously, as we all were, but I had no interest in the remake. I didn't care about it at all. And then... They had like the peach pit pop up here yeah. on Melrose. And I Johnny was like, Rockets. I was like, oh, that's cute. That's a cute vibe. I'm going to watch. My mind has been blown with what they like really did it for the fans. It's and it's genius. been so smartly done. So if anyone isn't watching that and wasn't, I know, 2 an 0 fan, but wasn't interested in a remake, be interested. Check yourself. 
It's, it's like a hybrid reality acting moment that is just the most 2019 perfectly done, perfectly pitched, silly, self-effacing, self-aware. There's levels. It's so good. It's also, wonderful. like, sleeper hottie for me. Brian Austin Green? No, he's never a sleeper. He's a direct hottie. Ian Ziering? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. What's up? <laughs> Why are you so hot? What's going on? Like, so he's been hitting the gym. That's just major rose. That's a major it rose for unexpected. me, too. I never even thought I would watch it. I Really I didn't, didn't either. But who told you to watch it? My brother? Oh, <laughs> you? I think we both tag team yeah, you on it. That's we usually how it goes with pop culture stuff. I get like assaulted yes. by, by my two gays. Hey. <laughs> and then on the skin front, okay, so I've pared down my skin routine considerably, considerably, considerably. And I'm not moisturizing every day, just like it's this thing that I'll liken to like intuitive use of like what does the skin need right now. Mm-hmm. But the Barbara Sturm cleanser that I've been using is really gentle and it has obviously helped with like equalizing my skin texture yeah. in a great way. So there's no more dry patches, but it doesn't really take makeup off. And I found from Odacite, which is an, a wonderful, wonderful line. It's O-D-A-C-I-T-E skincare. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. They have this blue aura cleansing water that's neem, holy basil, and turmeric. And it's like this Ayurvedic anti-pollution formula. That sounds delicious. And it's kind of like the French, I'm going to might be saying this wrong, micellar water. But with all of these Ayurvedic aspects to it you can use it as like a morning wash and not actually wash your face but I've been using it to take away makeup and just kind of take off the day before I cleanse and my skin hasn't broken out there's no eczema like patches on my face so for me that's a win so I just really want to give this a stamp of approval I'm sure if anyone's paying attention to skin you're seeing it everywhere and I can tell you it's so wonderful and then on the shampoo front I was worried that something that was in my shampoo was instigating the skin issue because mm-hmm. the, the uh, dermatologist talked about how when it went down the sides of my neck and the sides of my face, it looked like it was dripping down. So mm-hmm. it could have been something moving down my face was irritating it. So I was like, obviously, we need to switch up the shampoo and conditioner. So I looked to Sephora for their Clean at Sephora section and if you guys are familiar with olaplex olaplex is actually a clean by sephora certified brand did not know that so olaplex a lot of our uh, colorists will use it to help with bonding of the hair making it stronger and healthier their bond maintenance shampoo number four and number five bond maintenance conditioner is so good. I have to say your hair has never looked better. Thank you. Yeah. I feel that. I only really wash my hair like once every six days. That's a big thing. I try to really be so mindful about using heat tools and um, overwashing. That's why you catch me with a bun like most (laughs) days of the week. But I'm really dazzled by this shampoo, so I wanted to spread the word. Like you're a great advertisement for it. I want to get it. Thank you. Maybe I will because I just ran out. Thank you. And I also use the Hair Perfector number three and that's like a once in a while kind of hair mask situation that lasts a really long time so you can get the little bottle and have that forever. I love that. Yeah. So those are my roses. Those are hot tips, my friend. Fun things from my bathroom. I love that. I'll do two roses. Worst for first. I'll do two roses because they'll move quickly. Mm -hmm. First rose is that I discovered so on the tip of like the gluten-free conversation and like what is like able to be eaten and consumed and blah, blah, blah. You know, I am an Italian girl, just an Italian girl from New York. 
and I want to eat pasta, but I really am sensitive to gluten, so I can only have it sometimes and really only if it's like imported from Italy. And that's not that easy to find. They have it at Air One, they have it at the farm, but it's really expensive. And it does like kind of mess with my stomach a little. So I found this buckwheat gluten-free pasta that's also made in Italy. And it's so good. It's from Rusticella di Abruzzo. That's the brand. Oh my gosh. Where did you find that? I, their website. And we'll, I'll post. Okay. It is so good. You just have to cook it a little longer because buckwheat is like a thicker grain. Mm -hmm. So you just leave it in a little bit longer. And it's like my favorite thing to eat. It doesn't back me up. It doesn't hurt my stomach. I have it like, you know, once every other week when I want to have just like a robust pasta dinner. And it's so fun. Like That's I can't give tip. up pasta, but I can't have lentil pasta. I can't have corn pasta. Rice pasta makes me bloat. Like all of these things that are supposedly substitutes to our earlier conversation actually for my body don't work at all. Yeah. So... It's awesome that they made this and it's good quality ingredient and it's just buckwheat. It's nothing else. Like it's just like, Ooh, and it's a delight. So hello. that's like my rose of my Italian heart. Okay, my thorn. Zuh. Number one, here's the honest to God truth. I took a mushroom capsule recently. I was at like a day party. And it was like fun, whatever. And then I went home and I was sort of like cleaning my house. And I got to thinking about recycling. I literally did. This is like <laughs> the most like cliche thing ever. But like I was going through my kitchen because I needed to go through my mail. And I was, you know, as you do on a Sunday, you set you set yourself up. For the sun. For the, you set yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> for the Monday, moon day. You don't have to do those chores on Monday. You don't want to wake up Monday to like a dirty kitchen. You want to wake up Monday to a fresh kitchen. And I started, I opened the top drawer of my kitchen and there was like all these plastic bags. And then I opened the middle drawer and there was all these plastic bags. And then I looked at my recycling and there was all these plastic containers for things that I eat. And I was like, wait, I don't think that I can recycle. I had a flashback to our episode with Meryl. Mm, Meryl and, Pritchard, season one. And I was like, I might be just putting things in the recycling that I that are good for my own, like, feeling like a good person because I'm recycling and I'm separating, but actually nothing good is coming of that. And I started to, I put something on Instagram and then I started to do research and it's really true. Like there's a lot of times if you put things like plastic bags or plastic containers in the recycling, it just ends up going into the landfill and it's like really bad. So I put a call to action out and people, so many people responded and, and I'm going to do this on Instagram once I go through like all the rest of the messages. But basically like a lot of recycling is not real. And a lot of the plastics, like single use, are single use. So you have to like, the only way to really recycle is for you to personally continue to reuse them. That's why reduce, reuse, and then recycle Recycle's is the, the last third one. one. But there is a website that was recommended to us when I was asking about my contact lens packets. Mm -hmm. And I've gone deep on this website now because I got spooked. It's called TerraCycle, and TerraCycle basically, it has a lot going on, but there are companies that are partnered with TerraCycle where they send you boxes to put the stuff in. Like, for example, like Burt's Bees is one of the companies that works with TerraCycle. So if you have like Burt's Bees boxes or like old chapsticks or old face washes, you can send all that back to the company and then they'll repurpose it. And there's like a lot of companies on the TerraCycle website that- How do you spell that? T-E-R-R-A-C-Y-C-L-E. Okay. You know, they send you, sometimes they send you boxes and sometimes you have to buy the boxes. Some, some of the programs are recyclable. Like, for example, like if you want to recycle aluminum cans, you need 
a certain box from TerraCycle. But if you want to recycle any brands, it's normally, you can just send it back to them for free. But like vitamin, okay, so something that I feel like I never know what to do with is vitamin bottles. I'm like, I'm just putting them in the recycling. They have a box for that. You buy the vitamin bottle box, you put all your vitamin bottles in that when you're done, you ship it back to them and they properly recycle it. It's just really, it's really complicated and really crazy because all these things don't get recycled together. It's an inconvenient truth. It is. And it's like sad. And I'm just like, fuck, I love all like the, I'm like, okay, I'm doing the right thing for my body by eating like Siete wraps, which I'm obsessed with, or these like amazing beet chips that I buy from the farmer's market. But then I have all these fucking plastic containers that I'm just putting in the recycling and they're likely not getting recycled. It's very like stressful and a wormhole. It made me remember why after we did that episode, I just kind of like did my best and tuned out because I was like, that feels like a battle I can't like win. Mm -hmm. But I'm just ready to take more responsibility because we're in a really fucked up situation and there's no reason why we shouldn't all be doing our best. So TerraCycle, check it out. It's really interesting. They also can send you like composting bins and stuff like that. By the way, like when I compost, all I do is just throw my lemon peels out my window onto my... I just throw all my organic waste into the garden in front of my apartment. Is that composting? I don't know. Possibly. But it's not going in the landfill, so I feel like it's better. (laughs) And then, so there's that. I'm going to continue to explore this because it's very stressful. I think I'll skip my other thorn for now. I'll save it potentially. For another convo? Yeah. I do want to shout out we have some really fun events coming up. Okay. We've got an event September 18th in LA with the W Hotel Los Angeles. Kelsey Patel will be joining us for a fun chat. It's going to be great. It's a free event. You can sign up on our Instagram. There's a link. September 26th, if you're in New York, we'll be there too at Caroline's Broadway. Ticket link is also in our little link tree scenario on our Instagram. And then... You heard it here first. We're going to be doing a speaker series here in Los Angeles in October, November, and December. Our first session mm-hmm. is with one of our faves, Shannon Aganza. Mama! She channeled the exact right date that would be the perfect time to gather everyone together at the Den Meditation and have a deep astro talk. I believe that's October 17th. Mm-hmm. You're right, you're right. And then in November, we're going to be hosting, this is major, we're going to be hosting a sit-down chat with Megan Wallace-James. We're going to answer all things feng shui. We're going to go real, real, real deep. That's also at the Den. Our third one in December is, I think, like our holiday extravaganza. We're going to be with Ambie Kavanaugh, and she is going to be doing an astro chat pre-holiday and sound bath. And she's going to have just been become a new mom. Exactly. Cliff made a website. Yay! That's ah, so cute. We got to share this. Amazing. We'll definitely share that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we also have an event with Orly. They have a nail polish studio across from the Erewhon on Beverly. October 2nd, we're going to be guest mixologists where you guys Dreams. can come. And we will be custom mixing nail polish. Half of the proceeds from every purchase is going to go to Lunch on Me, oh. which is one of our favorite, favorite causes here in Los Angeles. Lorea Gaston was on our show last December and talked about her mission that she created through Lunch on Me, which is to aid people through meals and mindfulness programs um, who are experiencing homelessness in Los Angeles and all over the country. So we're really excited to be getting together for a good cause 
in their honor, and we love nails. So what more can you ask for? We really do. Lots of fun stuff happening, so we hope to see you. We love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. This was really fun. This was really fun. Did you have a great time? We had a great time. Okay, perfect. Thanks to everyone who sent in questions. We're going to do these a lot more if you like it, so let us know. Yeah, let us know and be honest, but don't be mean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We can take constructive criticism, yeah. but like no need to be rude. Yeah. Go over to our iTunes page, leave us a review in a rating. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much to everyone who gave us questions. Thanks to Steph for being across here, sitting with me. Thanks to you. Doing all the things. Namaste listening. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.